Illinois Republicans ended their national convention last night and now have an eye on the November elections. For President Donald Trump and his acolytes, it was a week of bashing the media, the Democrats, and Joe Biden. WBEZ state politics reporter Dave McKinney watched the full four days and is here this morning to recap how the Illinois GOP emerged from the convention. Good morning, Dave. Hey, good morning, Mary. This was a very different convention from the ones you've covered in the past. What did the Illinois GOP do this week? You know, I mean, usually everybody's jammed inside arenas holding signs or wearing campaign buttons or doing a lot of cheering. But up until Thursday, we didn't have any of that because of the pandemic. And I've got to say, this is the first one in my career that I've covered entirely from my kitchen counter. Um, delegates were told to stay home. Uh, and the state party did its best to engage these people, you know, through Facebook Live and virtual events. Illinois Republicans, they didn't get any big moments in the sun on the national stage. There weren't any primetime speaking roles for any Republican from Illinois. Outside of one tape segment a couple of nights ago featuring a candidate who had lost a primary last spring to take on the Democratic Congresswoman Lauren Underwood out in the suburbs. So we didn't see or hear a lot from them this week, but Illinois Republicans and politicians are taking cues from the president's campaign. What's their messaging? You know, there's a lot that you didn't hear about. There was very little talk by the state party about the president's handling of the pandemic, which we know hasn't been popular. Last night, Trump defended his COVID response in front of a crowd not wearing masks, and uh, he pledged to crush the virus. But here's the problem that has not gone away in Illinois. Between Monday and Thursday, which was the duration of the convention, 221 Illinoisans died of COVID. We didn't hear that number, nor did we hear the party dwelling on the national death count, which is about 180,000 as of Thursday. Instead, what we heard was a lot about law and order. You know, and of course, the unrest in Kenosha was playing out the entire week. Illinois Republicans, like downstate Congressman Mike Bost, followed Trump's lead. He blamed all of that and the civil unrest and looting in other cities on Democrats. Every one of the outbreaks occurred in communities that are controlled by Democrats and have been for years, have been for years. Why? Because they're more not about policy, curing policy, but letting things run rampant as long as they can get the votes. I mean, there was no specific mention of the police shooting victim, Jacob Blake, or of the self-described 17-year-old vigilante gunman and supporter of Trump, who was accused of murdering two Kenosha protesters this week. Dave, as you reported earlier this week, we did see some high-profile Republican defectors just as the RNC was kicking off. Can you tell us about that? Well, yes, we did. I mean, there's definite friction over Trump within the state GOP. I mean, several Illinois moderate Republicans say that they don't want anything to do with the president's lies, bullying, and mishandling of the pandemic and economy. That was their words. This week, we heard former two-term governor Jim Edgar, a Republican, say he would not be voting for Trump. I think you've got to put uh, the nation above party. And in this case, I'm going to vote for Biden. Edgar put it bluntly. He said if the GOP doesn't divorce itself from Trump here in Illinois, it may never win another statewide election here. And he wasn't the only moderate to break ranks. I mean, there was former Congressman Ray LaHood and former state GOP chairman Pat Brady, who all said that they're going to vote for Biden. Around this time, we hear about a bounce in the polls that candidates get coming out of a convention. So, Dave, do you see this trickling down to the Illinois Republicans at all? It's a good question. I mean, Trump defied political gravity when he got elected in, in 2016. I mean, let's face it. And, you know, if you go down state, Republicans there, they view him as a messiah. But the way things are looking elsewhere in Illinois, a bounce here, I think, seems unlikely. In the suburbs where a lot of votes are, Trump did poorly four years ago. And party leaders say it's really dicey there still. 
Um, that means that there may not be coattails for the Republican Party this fall. That's a big deal. I mean, they've got a lot going on. Republicans want to block Governor J.B. Pritzker's graduated income tax amendment. They want to boot Democratic Supreme Court Justice Thomas Kilbride from the state Supreme Court. Um, they want to take back a couple of congressional seats in the suburbs, and they want to chip away at the Democratic supermajorities in the state legislature. I mean, look, Trump has a hotel here, but he's not got a lot else. I mean, the president lost big in Illinois in 2016. 2020 looks even less competitive for him here. That's WBEZ political reporter Dave McKinney. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Mary. This is 91.5 WBEZ.